Welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I'm your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Okay, before I dive into this episode, I'm going to give you guys a update on the recording situation. I am still recording with a blanket over my head, but this time it is a full-on comforter. We're at our house in Reno right now, and I don't have an office or anything like that here set up yet. And they're working on our next door neighbor's backyard. So they have some insanely loud equipment going on. I have locked myself in our closet. I'm laying on the floor with my comforter over my head. I am hoping this sounds good. I committed to posting new episodes every Monday and Friday. And it is Saturday today. So I'm determined not to miss that deadline. I'm getting this episode out for you guys. Today, we are going to talk about hormone disruptors in your environment. Anytime I talk about this, I get a lot of people commenting, being like, oh my gosh, everything is toxic. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to live? And I just want to preface this by saying you do not have to do everything. In fact, it's impossible to do everything and avoid and avoid all environmental toxins, avoid all endocrine disruptors. It's impossible. I don't try to. My whole goal is to educate you and empower you with the knowledge that you need to feel confident in taking back control of your health, whatever that looks like for you, whatever, however big or small those changes or swaps are, just know that every single small change you make makes a difference for your hormones. Another important thing to mention is that you do not have to make all of these changes all at one time and you don't even need to make all of these changes at all. I don't ever want to feel like I'm telling you, oh my gosh, you have to do all of these things. Otherwise, you're going to be messing up your hormones because that's just not the way. I think the stress of that is far more toxic than whatever is in these potential endocrine disruptors. I never want you to live in fear. I get DMs sometimes saying like, how do you even live knowing that there's everything in our environment is toxic? Like, doesn't it stress you out? And at the beginning of my journey, it definitely did. But then I just realized that at a certain at a certain point, there are things that you cannot control. And so all you can do is control the controllables, control what you can in your environment as much as possible, and then let it go and live your life. First off, let's start by defining what endocrine disruptors are. So endocrine disruptors are chemicals or substances that can interfere with the normal functioning of the endocrine system in the body. The endocrine system is responsible for regulating hormones, which control many important bodily functions, such as growth and development, metabolism, and reproductive health. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Endocrine disruptors can mimic, block, or interfere with the production, release, transport, metabolism, or elimination of hormones, leading to hormonal imbalances and adverse health effects. Endocrine disruptors can be found in a variety of everyday products and substances, including pesticides, plastics, personal care products, food additives, and pharmaceuticals. So I'll be breaking down probably like 10 or 15 of the most common endocrine disruptors or hormone disruptors that are in your environment that you encounter on a daily basis. Then I want to give you some like lower, I'll give you some higher cost ones. So some of them are a bit of an investment. And I understand that, like I said, you don't need to make all of these changes at one time, but some of them, for example, like water filters and things like that are definitely worth it. So, and then I'll be giving you some swaps or some lower tox options that you can change to. First up, and this is probably one of the most commonly known ones, and that's bisphenol A or BPA. 
This is a chemical commonly found in plastics, canned foods, and some receipts. So in terms of found in plastics, I switch to either a like stainless steel or a glass water bottle. Even if they're reusable, I still try to avoid the plastic water bottles. I still will buy some canned foods. As you guys see, I buy canned coconut milk, but it is BPA-free aluminum cans. And then once I purchase them and I open it, I usually just switch it to a mason jar until I'm finished with it. And then in terms of receipts, obviously I understand we're going to encounter receipts on a daily basis. So, I mean, obviously asking for an email option as, as often as you can, or just taking it and having like a separate little bag in your purse to put them in so they're not kind of offloading that BPA into the environment of your purse, which you're then going to touch later. For example, and if you do touch a receipt, wash your hands after, they did this study to see how much BPA was actually transferred and they had people touch a receipt, not wash their hands, and then eat sushi. So they're eating sushi with their hands, transfers the BPA from their hands to the sushi, they ingest the sushi, and they did test positive for higher levels of BPA after that. So this isn't some small thing. And I really, BPA is insanely common in receipts. So most places are going to have BPA in their receipts. So either try to avoid as much as possible or wash your hands right after. Next up is phthalates. So phthalates are a group of chemicals commonly found in personal care products, plastics, once again, and food packaging. Obviously, you can avoid it in all food packaging. I buy those sliced turkeys that, that comes, sliced turkeys, sliced turkey that comes in that like vacuum sealed plastic packaging. I, I buy it. I don't worry too much about that. But when it comes to the way that I store my food at home, I buy glass Tupperware. So I buy glass containers to store my food in. They do have plastic tops, but I don't worry about that. If you are going to keep using plastic, like let's say you're not ready to make the investment in glass, just make sure that when you're putting your leftovers, your food into the Tupperware after you're done eating and you're ready to store your food, make sure your food has cooled down and then really, really try to avoid placing those containers in the microwave. So do not heat your food in plastic. Third on the list, and again, probably one of the biggest offenders is going to be fragrances. You're talking fragrances and candles, air fresheners, perfumes, lotions, makeup, hair care. Fragrances can be everywhere. I mean, they can even be in trash bags. Even some tampons contain fragrance, which is insane to me. Those scented tampons, ladies, if you are using scented tampons, please, please throw them away. I, when we actually think about this, the fact that it, you're essentially spraying Febreze into your body, which is insane to me. I can't even believe things like that exist. But anyway, so fragrances can be everywhere. Now, what I do instead, I do diffuse essential oils. I love them so much. And then I buy those flameless candles. So they're like electric, battery-powered, or rechargeable candles that have the fake flickering flame. I really like it. It sets the same vibe as a candle. And then diffusing the scent essential oils gives me that, that same scent. Okay, side note really quick, guys. I feel like I sound like I'm out of breath, and that's because I am. I am under a blanket that is about 100 degrees in here. It's getting a little humid, and I'm laying on the floor underneath the comforter. So please bear with me as I record this episode. To me, this is one of the easiest swaps as 
everything that you buy, chances are there's an unscented version, whether it's hand soap, whether it's lotion, things like that. Just ditch your candles. This is a low cost or essentially free as you're just swapping products. You don't have to buy anything extra. In fact, you might actually save money not buying so many dang Bath and Body Works candles, lotions, and body wash. And I know I'm going to get asked this, and I do not have a good answer yet. So if you're listening to this and you know of a good non-toxic candle company or you know someone that owns it, I would love to support a small business. Or if you own one yourself, please send me an email or DM me so that I can recommend it to everyone. And any of the products I mention in here, I'm not sponsored at all. So I did want to say that for household cleaning items and like dish soap, hand soap, I love Branch Basics. I love everything they make. It's so cool. It's basically a concentrate that you use and you pour into different bottles and containers and then you add water and it's the same concentrate for everything. It is the most simple ingredients, no fragrance, and it really works. Next up is parabens. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about them. They're in makeup, they're in soaps, personal care products and cosmetics mainly, and they're really just a chemical preservative to make things last longer. The easiest way is to just look on your makeup, look on your care products, and look for paraben-free products. I know that Ilia is the makeup that I use. I'm obsessed with it, and they are paraben-free. The next one has a bit of a fancy name, perfluorinated compounds or PFCs. And these are chemicals commonly used in nonstick and stain-resistant fabric. So nonstick cookware such as Teflon. The easy swap for this is either ceramic coated or stainless steel. I have both. So I use Caraway ceramic coated. I've heard amazing things about Extrema as well. And then I also have a set of stainless steel pots and pans that I got at Costco for a ridiculously good price, and I love them. Next up, we have the one of the most obvious ones, which is glyphosate, pesticides, herbicides that are sprayed on our food. The most obvious answer is to choose organic whenever possible, and I understand it's not always possible. So I would say when you're not buying organic, always first, always reference the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. But if you're not buying organic, make sure you clean those fruits and veggies and products really, really well. What I do is I soak my, like, let's say I buy non-organic strawberries. I soak them in water with a little splash of apple cider vinegar for about 15 minutes, and then I rinse them with filtered water. That brings us to some more basic ones. So now I want to talk about tap water, air pollution, and blue light. So obviously, we all know tap water is terrible. Tap water is filled with chemicals like fluoride and chlorine. There's even chloroform found. You can actually look up the quality of your tap water if you go to EWG's tap water database and search your area code. Oop, not area code. Search your zip code. Am I the only one that mixes those up? Please tell me I'm not the only one. So I do not have a whole house water filter. I have just tap water that comes out of our sink. So I do wash my dishes in tap water but I also have for my drinking water, I have a water dispenser. So I have a Primo bottom loading, like five gallon water dispenser. It does room temperature, cold and hot. I love it so much. I just buy those big five gallon jugs and I fill them up at either Sprouts or Whole Foods, but you can just go to your local water store. I will link the dispenser that I have in the show notes. That is one of the questions I get asked most often. So I will link that below. I have had mine for years. It works amazing. I just love it. 
for our shower water. So for our shower, we have an Aqua Bliss shower filter. For our bath water, we have another one. We have a Crystal Quest little ball filter. It's amazing. I got them both on Amazon. And then for our sink water, so brushing your teeth and washing your face, I have something called the Filter Baby. I will link them below. Again, not sponsored, just obsessed with this product. We've also had one of those Berkey countertop water filters, but it honestly, okay, so our house in San Jose, we live two stories up. We have a condo, but we're two stories up. And because we have a water softener, I couldn't put our sink water, so just our classic tap water in the Berkey. I would have to go down two flights of stairs, fill a big jug up, bring it upstairs and fill my Berkey, which was just too much of a pain. But I really did love the Berkey. I think it's amazing. It is way cheaper than a big filter system. And it's super convenient because you don't have to go to the store to fill anything up. You can just fill it with your tap water. It filters it. And they're really awesome. Now we get to air pollution. And I'm just talking about inside our home. Obviously, we know outside there's air pollution. We can't avoid that. But inside our home, some things we can do. One, actually, this is a really underrated one. And that is taking your shoes off before you go into your house or kind of leaving them in your entryway. We track in all sorts of stuff. Bugs, bacteria, even like glyphosate. Obviously, if there's Roundup pesticides on the ground, we're stepping on grass. We're going to track that into our house. So it's really best to just take your shoes off before you get into your house. The best option would to be to buy an air filter. We have a couple. I think I have an... Coway air filter and I can't remember the name of the other one I'll try to link them below I've heard amazing things about air doctors I don't have one yet myself I haven't made the investment but I've heard amazing things about that company so yeah I highly recommend getting an air filter if you are in a place where you can make that investment I do think it's one of the best investments you can make is getting a water filter or filtering your water in some way and getting an air filter this is going to make your home so much cleaner and obviously getting rid of those nasty candles and also just opening up your windows sometimes letting some fresh air in there fresh air is so good and so healing just kind of clearing out the air every now and again makes a huge difference oh and if you don't already make sure you are changing the filter on your like heater and air conditioning unit Please, I took a look at mine the other day and it is disgusting. So I now have like a little calendar event in my phone to make sure I am changing the filters often. Lastly, I want to talk about a endocrine disruptor that honestly doesn't get as much attention as it should. And that is blue light. You guys, melatonin is a hormone. It is so important not only for our sleep and wake cycle, so our circadian rhythm, but also for our immune system. Melatonin does so much more than we give it credit for, and it is so important to protect it. So this includes turning your iPhone or whatever kind of phone you have, turn it on a night mode where it filters the blue light after sunset, or you can completely turn it on like a red light filter. Sometimes that's really distracting to me, and honestly, maybe I should do it because it would make me go on my phone less at night. But yeah, so you can change it on night mode to filter out the blue light after sunset and before sunrise. That's a really easy hack. And trying to avoid screens at least an hour before bed, ideally two hours. Now, I'll be straight up with y'all. This is not something that I do. I do watch Netflix right before bed. 
I am trying to read, but it's just not sticking. Okay. I love watching a show right now. We're watching Outer Banks. I love it so much. And so what I do is I invested in a really good pair of blue light blocking glasses. These ones block a hundred percent of blue light. It's crazy. They're so effective. And I've noticed my sleep increase, like my sleep quality increase dramatically when I use them. The brand that I have, they used to be called Blue Blocks, but now they're called Bond Charge. I'll link them below as well. Again, not none of this is sponsored. I just absolutely love these products and I use them every single day. A couple other swaps that I wanted to mention, I'm, I meant to mention these at the beginning. That would be switching your plastic baggies to something like a stasher bag, which is a silicone reusable bag. They're kind of harder to clean and definitely less convenient, but overall, I would say it's definitely worth it to switch. Another thing I stopped using, I stopped using aluminum foil and plastic wrap. And now I either use like my glass containers or parchment paper instead of foil. It honestly, it works the same and it is so much better for you. And now it's confession time. I know I'm going to get asked for a non-toxic or low-tox hair care product. And I got to be honest, I tried to use a cure, which is one of the less toxic shampoo and conditioner companies. And you guys, I get my hair dyed blonde. It is one of the things I get highlights. I get a balayage. It's one of the things that I won't give up. I get my nails done. I get my hair done. And I have tried to cure even their color safe products. They just don't work for me at least. They don't make my hair feel good. I have to wash my hair more often, which I don't like. So if you're going to ask me for shampoo or conditioner, I'm going to give you my honest answer. And that's that I use just toxic AF salon quality products. I use Kerastase, which I know I bred the ingredients and it's not amazing. But here's the thing. Here's how I see it. If I were to use less toxic shampoo and conditioner, it would make my hair fade faster and I would have to get my hair dyed more often, which to me seems way more toxic than just using this salon quality shampoo and conditioner every seven to eight days. So that's kind of how I justify it. I want you guys to know my line of thinking. And that's obviously I've told you I don't do it all. So I want this. I want to show you that I'm living proof that you can have easy periods solid hormones. My thyroid, I just had a thyroid panel done. My thyroid levels are perfect and I am not perfect. So I really, like I said, don't want this little short and sweet episode. I say sweet, but it was a little, a little jarring. If you haven't heard any of these before, I don't want it to freak you out. I never say any of this to make you live in fear, make you feel like you're not doing enough. That is never my goal. My goal is the opposite. My goal is to empower you, like I said, with the information that you need to feel confident and feel like you can make the most informed decisions for your health and then just say screw it to what you can't do or don't want to do right now. Like I said, every little change adds up and every little change counts. So don't ever think like, oh, if I can't do it all, then it's not even worth it because it's just, let me tell you, I started making tiny changes and I felt different. I felt better immediately. I will say the one downside to kind of lessening your toxic load, getting healthier, ditching all the more toxic products is that you're more sensitive to them. So for example, if I walk through like the perfume section at Macy's, I have an instant headache. Or if I go to a friend's house and they have like Febreze air freshener, or Glade plugins and Bath and Body Works candles, 
I immediately have a headache and I feel so bad. But I think that's just kind of one of the you can look at it either way, downsides or upsides of getting healthier and ditching these more toxic products. You do you are more sensitive to them. But in my opinion, that's a blessing because you can be aware of when they're in your environment and how they're affecting you. So I hope you learned something from this episode today. I hope you're not freaked out. I hope you're done listening to this and you actually feel more empowered and more educated because like I said, that is always my goal. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this. Please tag me on Instagram. If you're listening to it, send me a message, rate and review this podcast. It means the world to me. This podcast has been something that I wanted to do for years. I'm having so much fun with it. Like I said, new episodes every Monday and every Friday. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.